It's Window Nation's semi-annual sale, and it's a big deal. Right now, get 50% off all windows along with no interest for five years plus bonus savings when you schedule a consult today. If your windows leak, get foggy or hot, or you're paying high utility bills, that's a big deal. With Window Nation's semi-annual sale, you can replace your windows and save a big deal, too. Schedule a no-obligation in-home estimate now. Call 866-90-NATION or visit windownation.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. You're listening to the Go Birds Pod, a radio.com podcast about your beloved birds. Oh, nope, not that kind of pod. What is going on? How's everyone doing? James Seltzer. Not John Bartrick coming your way. Elliot Short Park's with me. Uh, I was going to do the, the what's going on. You and can't I was do like, it. Yeah. No, it sounds ridiculous when I do it. Is I this mean, the- it literally sounds ridiculous when I try and do it. So I've been doing the pod now for two full seasons. Is this the first one me and you've ever done? I think it might be. We've I think done it is. radio Oh, no, we did together. the ones in Tampa. We did the one in Tampa. The post-game yes, in the Tampa. post-game, which was in your room yes. after the game. It was Tennessee. In your room after Tennessee. the game. And it wasn't our best pod. It was good. I was still hungover. That was, uh, I feel like I was still hungover from the night uh, before. <laughs> that's a whole different pod. That's a whole different that pod. That was, a, yeah. It was a night was of a whiskey and, and many things. Many, yeah. I mean, that was like the first time we hung out. It was fun. Yeah, it was a really you know? good time. Good. It was just, the game was hard. No. It's not, <laughs> not a fun one to talk was about. Was that Friday night? We went out hard. We went out hard Friday night. Yeah, it couldn't have been Sunday. Yes, and Saturday. I was still recovering yes, on that's Sunday. Right. So. Well, also, you had to sit outside. I did, and it was hot yes. in Tennessee. But that's not what anyone wants to hear about. I think it probably is, to be honest. <laughs> right. But tweet right. us, yeah. Let's, let's get into it. First and foremost, um, obviously you and Bartard talked after the game. I don't have too much to add other than just the hollowness of it all. It really it really feels, and again, I am I understand, you know, the whole clowny hit and all that stuff. It clearly should have been a penalty. I think it was a cheap shot. I, I'm fine if everyone doesn't think it was a cheap shot. I understand that he probably wasn't going to get ejected from the game and all that. And I understand that even if they get a 15-yard penalty, that doesn't change the fact that Wentz is out of the game. But the fact that that's the way it went down, it just makes you feel cheated. It makes you feel... We were all expecting, we were all excited after this run to get the chance to see Carson Wentz finally get a chance to play in a playoff game and to just have that yanked away from you the way it did. It just... It was it was upsetting. The word I use, and I think it's still is how I feel about it, is just it sucks. Yeah. Like, it just it really sucks. It, it sucks. sucks we didn't get to see Carson play a full playoff game. It sucks that next time they're preparing for the playoffs, it'll be his first playoff action, yeah, for really. real. You know? And also, like, now that we're a few days away, it's, it sucks that we're not going to Green Bay. Well, and especially because <laughs> I don't care if people... I know people are always, oh, you don't know, hypotheticals. I believe in my core 
that they would have won that game if Carson were playing. And you never know how Carson plays in his first playoff game and all that, but you look at the way the game played out. The fact that they struggled on third down, they struggled in the red zone, and that yes. Josh McCown could not get away from pressure. I mean, those are the three things that Wentz is so good at. Yeah, I, so they definitely would have scored way more points. Absolutely. My only concern would have been Russell Wilson, it seemed like every time they had to make a play, rewatching the game, like some of those throws he made were ridiculous. Like, <laughs> he's, he's so amazing. that's he's my, amazing. Yeah. I mean, so, I mean, like, I think they would have gotten clearly more than nine points. I think they would have gotten more than 17 points. But do they lose this game 27-24? It's possible. Don't know. You don't know. Exactly. But, but there's no question they have a way better chance to win it. Way if Wentz better. Is in there. I mean, the the fourth down play, they're running two different plays. Like, half the offense is running one play, the other half is well, running yeah, another. Well, just, yeah, just from that perspective. Just from, again, and, and McCown did the best he could. I mean, he's right. a 40-year-old guy. going, But, you know, look, he's not practicing with everyone all week. He's not part... He's not moving with those guys all the time. He doesn't know what they do and all that stuff in the same way. I mean, that alone, that that command of the offense, of the guys out there, is going to be a, a major factor. Well, and people like to remind me I've never played football. So, I, obviously, <laughs> right? They, but they say yeah, that to you? No. Quite a bit. Quite I a bit. I can't believe it. Look, I mean, we both work with Ike Reese and John Ritchie, and I think just the more I cover the sport and listen to them, like, it's really, really important that these guys have never got a chance to rep those plays I, together. It's so I mean, important. McCown, Rob Davis, Greg Ward, Matt Pryor, Vitae, like those the, the collection of players that were on the field for the most important play of the season probably never took a snap yep. together prior to that game. Yep. Yeah. And exactly. It matters. Like it, in terms it of timing. Like, matters. So it, football more than any other sport is about everyone being in the right place at the right time. I mean, the routes alone, it's like you're throwing the ball to a spot a lot yeah. of times and saying, all right. My guy will be there. I mean, it's all about working together and everyone moving in the same direction. And when guys haven't done it together, it's just hard. But it's still wild how close they were. It's wild they were in it. Yeah. It's wild. Absolutely. I mean, if Miles Sanders catches that pass. Yeah, the fourth and four, man. Who knows? Like, uh, he could have scored a touchdown no, that. I, I think he does score. I think he probably The momentum does. he had going, yeah. he was like, Looked like he's there was some wide open space in front of him. And it wasn't a great throw. I mean, he should have caught it. Don't get me wrong. It Miles was not Sanders, a great throw. It was behind him. It, yeah. was, it, was, it was not a great throw. But he's been used to catching those this year. Oh, so. don't do it. Don't do it. <laughs> no, but look, I mean, ultimately, I think maybe Russell Wilson still gets the job done. But look, it the sucks. The point is it their chances to win greatly, greatly, greatly increased if yeah. Carson doesn't lose that It was that just game. also the other difference was like all day. So I wake up that morning. I'm super excited for the game. Picking out what I'm going to wear. You know, like I'm, I'm ready. And then like four minutes in, it felt like the game was over. I know. Like, you know, know. I, I'm, I'm watching, I'm barely watching the game. If like, it, I'm like really looking at the medical way. tent, Carson's away. Imagine so like, having food poisoning the whole time. That was awesome. What a great day that was. I didn't sleep <laughs> yeah. at all the night before because I threw up eight times the night before. Ugh, throwing up. And the then worst. I get to, you know, watch that and watch my quarterback go down. And it was, it was, a, and that was a, a better day, Elliot. And a that was the day. depressing part. It's just like once Carson was out, I don't know what it was like watching on TV, but like it would just felt like the game was over. Yeah, it it you could tell in the stadium and watching it just it sucked the air out of the room. Like right. whatever room you're in, whether it's that stadium or your basement watching the game or whatever, it sucked the air out of the room. And I said this on the post game pod, but after doing the Monday locker room clean out, I think it even more like I don't think the team was that upset they lost. I think they were upset that Carson got robbed. Well, you know what? I actually, I appreciate hearing that. Like, that's important for the future. I think we talked about this a lot, but it really feels like whatever else we say, like, this season was successful because at the end of it, Carson Wentz convinced those guys that he's the guy. I mean, think about it. A year ago, Carson was having, like, the most PR strategy press conferences trying to like convince people that all his teammates didn't hate him and like no you know and we were still getting you know anonymous sources right and you still got that 
fuck you, Justine Anderson. Sorry, I've uh, been on something where I can curse in a while, but had to. I mean, oh my god, and not for that for the tweet on Sunday, but regardless, that's another issue. Yeah, that was from James Seltzer at uh yes, to Justina. I am. I know fine she's a big listener, big Justina, listener of the Gopert's pod. You heard what I said. All right, <laughs> all right, I mean it from the bottom of my heart. But here's the thing. It's important that this locker room feels for Carson. And I think like that really does matter going forward. And I was on with the camera and Richie and they said, was it a successful season? And I think Carson's injury is definitely a bummer. Totally. It's, it's it like, it puts well, a- Just to, just to allow all that conversation to yeah, happen. I mean, if they were, just for Danny Cannell and Brandon Stokely and all these asshats to be out there being like, oh, he's injury prone. It's like ridiculous, but at the same time, just that that narrative is back on something yes. like that is, is really and frustrating. Love, and- it is going to be out there, and like the reality remains that Car- they've played six playoff games, and Carson hasn't played in basically any. Of them. Yeah, it's, it's weird. It's, it's a fact. It's, it's a it's fact. Not, it's, it's not a rip my win. It's a yeah. fact, and, and it, it just it's, it sucks. It sucks, and like it sucks at this point, just because like I want to see him play. A Me too. Game. I Me mean, too. Especially after the running, like it finally felt like he was the guy we wanted to see again. You know, it it really does suck it out of it. I mean, going into the playoffs, I was ranking the quarterback head coach combos in the NFC. And I didn't have Doug and Carson one, but you could have made the argument they were number one. Sure. You could have. Absolutely. Yeah. So it just Like, sucks. you probably have to put Peyton Breeze ahead of them type of thing, but like, or Carol and Russell Wilson are in the discussion, but like- Yeah, Garoppolo. Could, I mean- You certainly could have made the argument the way they were playing, the way they were dri- jiving together, that they were certainly up there. And the other thing that I got from the the takeaway of rewatching the game and Doug and Howie talk today and just being- Which we're about to get yeah, into. when Doug, like- Doug is definitely the answer at head coach. Like, all year. Oh, yeah. Yeah, like, we've been talking about, like, you know, and I've said this, like, either Howie, Doug, or Carson is not as good as we think. And I think I can say pretty definitively, well, I can definitely say Doug's as good as we think, and I'm pretty close to saying Carson's definitely as good as we think. I feel the same. Howie's Howie's the question. I agree. We are on the same page. I feel what Doug did again, again, to get these guys to rally, to believe in him, to believe in each other, I mean, it's, it's miraculous. It really is that he has that ability to connect with these people, these players on that level. I mean, that's a part of, we always talk X's and O's. We always talk scheme. And I and I thought, you know, Doug had some great moments and some bad moments throughout the season with that. But it is undeniable that this guy has a way of getting guys to play for him that is special. So I was thinking about what image from this season I would remember the most. And I think I've decided on the image I'll remember is after Carson threw his game-winning touchdown pass to Greg Ward, he walked to the sideline and him and Doug hugged. And I think that, when you talk about if it was a successful season or not, that was the moment that tells you it probably was. Like, Doug and Carson had a moment of like, next year, when they're down to the Cowboys or losing to the Giants or whoever else they play, the Saints. I didn't realize the Saints were on their schedule next year. Their schedule next year is yeah. not great. Yeah. I mean, things change. We right. always say that, then it ends up teams aren't as good, but like, on the surface, it's a tough one. It's a tough one. I mean, one. the Ravens come here. The Seahawks again. I mean, there's some tough games yeah. in there. But the fact that Doug and Carson had that moment together, I think really matters. I agree with you. Forward. I really do. I, again, because we've said it for years, but it, it is, as you just kind of talked about, it's, it's hammered home. Like, the future is those two guys. And it, and it sucks that they didn't get the moment on Sunday. I win, agree. Or, win or lose. Like, yeah. like, when Josh McCown had the ball with four and a half minutes to go, I was thinking like, ah, oh, this sucks. This sucks. Carson. Yeah, what a bummer, man. You know, just to see just to see what he would have done. Yeah. You know, like and again, his track record recently in big spots has been way better. Overall, still shaky, but like it just sucks to not see what he would have done. I agree. I agree. And that's the big bummer. And I'm sure 
<laughs> we're we're going to continue to talk about this offseason. There's got all, all kinds of stories with it and all that. But let's let's get into today because Doug and Howie finally, Howie Roseman finally speaks since August. We have not heard from Howie Roseman. And it's so weak he doesn't speak. There's I, no rule saying he can't speak. I'm like, with you, man. Dude, I'm don't with hang, you. Don't hang Doug out there. Like, yes. You're the one making these decisions. Well, especially like, when there were, it was a season full of things that he's the only person who could yes. really talk about. Yes. You know, there were so many, and that's why going in today, there were so many questions and why there were so many questions for Howie and not for Doug. But... Some interesting Doug stuff as well. What, let's we're gonna get into all of it, but like let me start with just saying like, what is your you were there, you were yeah. in the building, you asked a great question about Mike Grow and Carson Walsh, which led to a lot of interesting stuff down the road. Yeah. What was your biggest takeaway from today? My biggest takeaway was how firmly he said Mike Grow and Carson Walsh are gonna be back, and then how shaky he was <laughs> no, around not firmly. Yeah, <laughs> like so it was really strange. If, so if you haven't if you haven't heard or didn't see the press conference, he Elliot asked the question, will Mike Grow and Carson Walsh be back? And he definitively said, yes. they will be back next day. Like, he said, yeah, they will be back. Yes, they will be back. And then Jim Schwartz comes up, and it's about his, his interview in Cleveland, and he just was weird, man. Yeah. He wouldn't give a committal answer. He's like, oh, he's, you know, well, is he coming back? Like, currently he's my DC. And and then later on, he's got snippy about it and was like, I yeah. said what I said. <laughs> like, it was crazy. It was really, it really seemed like he was uncomfortable once that topic came up. So what what do you interpret from that? What is the takeaway? So we're recording this at 2.13. The press conference ended about three hours ago. And it's still like, I'm trying to think of it. Like, so my biggest takeaway is, Doug is not good at lying. Yeah. Doug is good at a, telling the truth. I think it's a really fair point. Like, he's more comfortable telling the truth. That's mm-hmm. why when he's up at the podium, and it was interesting the juxtaposition between him and Howie, because Howie is very comfortable lying. Oh, Howie's like, and it's a skill as a GM. You don't want to say things. You, you should right? be able to. Like, yes. I, I would prefer my coach could lie. Like, yeah. I don't think it's a, a strength to Doug. Doug cannot <laughs> lie. Like, yeah. like, even like, I remember those uh, earlier this week where we weren't sure if Lane was going to play yet. And Jimmy Kemsky asked a question like, so have you been doing Matt, Matt Pryor and Vitae at Garden Tackle? And Doug gives some answer and then looks at Jimmy and smiles. Where it was <laughs> a clear, a clear, like, you know I'm lying to you, <laughs> right? Like So Doug can't lie. So that's what you have to know going into this. Yes, as a baseline. Right. Doug was honest about growing Walsh because he could tell the truth about that. When Schwartz came up, he was unable to like navigate the lie. Like He was like, you know, yeah, he's my DC right now. And then Rube asked him, like, so is he coming back? And he's like, well, he's going to get on a plane back from Cleveland. Yeah. So like already he's deflecting. Clearly. Right? So like- Clearly. I just don't think Schwartz is back. Yeah. So, all right, let's let's break this down because I do think I agree with you. That was my biggest takeaway, and we'll get into a lot of stuff. How he had some interesting things to say and all that. Granted, right. It's hard to always take Howie at face value because, like you said, hell of a liar. Uh, I'll well, real quick. I always remember I had an agent tell me three years ago. I was like, "What's it like to work with Howie?" And he goes, "Working with Howie is the best because at least I know he's lying." <laughs> <laughs> That's a great line. Like you know, like other GMs, like maybe you're telling too many. Like yeah. like I you know, just know Howie's lying. Uh, yeah. yeah, and I and I and I buy that. But I'm with you. My biggest takeaway was the way he handled the Schwartz thing because going in, if you had said to me, you know, who do you think is coming back? If you had, to, if if one coordinator is gone and the other is not, I would have bet my house that Mike Grove was gone and Jim Schwartz was coming back. So it it is interesting. And look, there's been a lot of you know Schwartz stuff. You know, right. we've had the Jeff McLean article. We've had the whole usurp trying to take Doug's power. There's all these different things that make you say, all right, well maybe you know, I understand that maybe it's not the best relationship in the world or, or whatever but Schwartz has done a good job you know done he's a really good done job. A really we talked about it before <laughs> the game the best home defense in football the last four years all that stuff so 
I was surprised for the first time today when I was listening to Doug, when I was hearing the way he answered those questions, I thought, wow, Jim Schwartz might not be back. And the tough thing is to like, and I guess this will be the next conversation, but like, what do you do? Well, absolutely. <laughs> like, and that's the thing with fan. Like, people, by the way, people are like, Wade Phillips, Wade Phillips. I mean, I love Wade Phillips. He's a three, four guy. Yeah. And I don't want Wade Phillips. Here. He's a three, four guy. Yeah. Like maybe he can come in and, and adjust, but they don't have three, four personnel here. And I'll, I'll say this too. Like the Eagles defensive coordinator job will be one of the most attractive jobs Absolutely. in the NFL. Like even more so maybe than the Cleveland head coaching job. Like it's one of the best. That's fr- a really interesting take. It's one of the I best- don't know if that's true or not, but it's interesting. I mean, you won't you won't make as much, which Look, clearly it's a much better organization. It's a much better organization. You uh, have a GM owner that is is stable yes. and all that. You're gonna win. Yep. Right? Like if Schwartz gets a head coaching job, Doug would have both his coordinators get a head coaching job. Like so it's a they will be able to get almost whoever they want contract like there'll be contractual issues with getting certain people. Yeah, like you can't go steal someone from another team if he's but there. But they'll be but. able to get almost anyone they want. So they have to find the right guy. But in terms of Schwartz, I looked this up and how I view defenses is like under twenty points, really good day at the office. Twenty to twenty nine, okay. Thirty and above, you had a really bad day. Mm-hmm. I looked it up and since Schwartz has been here, he's coached, I believe it's sixty games. Or sixty or seventy games. He's only given up eight points. I'm sorry, uh, let, over 30 points eight times. That's good. He's held the teams really under good. under 20 points like 19 times. It's <laughs> really good. So more often than not, when Schwartz is your when Schwartz your defensive coordinator, your defense is not having a bad day at the office. Yeah. Period. Like they the Eagles always have a chance to win with Jim Schwartz their defensive coordinator. He hasn't had. There's been games where he sucked, like the Dolphins game, he sucked. But like that doesn't override the other 15 games and the playoff where they played really well. Yeah, no, I'm look I'm with you, man. I, we, you and we, we've all really been pretty strong on the fighting the Jim Schwartz hate that has for some reason been present here, like since the moment he got here. Unbelievable. But let, let, let me let me say the stat correctly. Yeah, lay, lay it on me. We had a commenter, which I appreciate, that said I got something wrong about the medical staff. So I'm gonna shout out you know, to that comment. Yeah, the shout out to the commenter. So we want to be held accountable here. Exactly. We're not, we're not I read every comment. spouting everything off. We want. I read no comments, but Elliot will tell me. I if read I, them all. Yeah. yeah get, you got my back. Well, if they're I all nice about up. you, so you don't really have much <laughs> to worry about. I have a little more to talk about. No, yeah. I don't believe. So that. they've allowed thirty or more points eight times in seventy games, while holding a point opponents under twenty points in thirty three games. That's really almost half impressive. the time under twenty points. It's incredibly impressive. Yeah. It really is. Again, I. You cannot like Schwartz's surliness. You cannot like, you know, kind of the way he goes about his business. To say he's a bad defensive coordinator, you're just wrong. Like, you're, you're wrong. just wrong. But the thing is, I do understand why people are frustrated watching his defense. Yeah, well, because there's a lot of third and long conversions. There's a lot of, it's the the flashy stuff where you're the like. big plays down the yeah, field. Yeah, I mean, like, like, look, the third and 15 Russell Wilson run. I mean, that's that's a disastrous play. Yeah. It's a disastrous play. That being play. said, they only give him 17 points. Yeah. And again, yeah, it, it, exactly. So it's like, <laughs> you know, right. like, it's tough. But. I do wonder if maybe the Eagles don't want him back. Interesting. Elaborate. I just, I don't know if behind the scenes, it's everything hun- it's is. It's hunky-dory yeah, and all that. Yeah. And like. Which, would, look, would jive with all that we've heard with the McLean articles and all that type of stuff. Like, that would jive with that. And, I mean, earlier in the year, Mortensen reported it. Like, he expects major changes. And Which like, everyone just assumed is like, all right, Gro's gone. Yeah, but Gro's not a major change. That's the thing. Like, it, it is. It's offensive not, coordinator change is a major but Doug's change. Doug's the offensive coordinator. True, in a way. Yeah. Yes. So, so like, if you're talking major change, you're really talking Doug, Carson, Howie. Well, and he said not Doug, Mortensen. Yeah, and it's not going to be Doug. It's not so. going to be Howie. It's not going to be Carson. So, 
Schwartz is a major change. Yeah. It completely changes one side of the ball. Getting rid of Groh doesn't change one side of the ball. It changes the personality of the defense. It changes the personnel because... Yeah, you know, absolutely. That Schwartz, was the McLean article. Right. Schwartz wanted Mills. Schwartz wanted Darby. Chose Zach like, Brown over Jamie Collins. Exactly, all that yep. stuff. So, so getting rid of Schwartz would be like, a, all right, we have to change things. And like, as good as Eagles have been, they're still something like 19 and 16 over the last two years. Like they they are a 500 team, and they've got it done late in the year, <laughs> yeah, and they've made the playoffs. But like, also, I tweeted that, and I said. I said, yeah, they're like they're nineteen sixteen. They're basically a five hundred tweet, uh, five hundred team, and everyone's like, sure, well, that's actually fifty four percent winning. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, I said basically, like, <laughs> but um, something has to change. Like as impressive as the end of the year has been, like this Eagles team has been in a funk the last two years. I, I I agree, and I think that's what Howie said today. Howie's like, we need to get young. He realized he didn't do a good job. He said flat out one of his weaknesses is holding on to guys he loves. Which I thought was incredibly Very important. telling. Yes. And and when you combine that with, he said that, talked about those guys, basically implied that 2017 to now was a group of guys. Like he basically said, this is, this is the crew we had that we yes. ran with. And basically implied that's over. Like basically said, all right, it's it's time to well, move forward. Well, let me forward. ask you. So- and combine that with the fact that he said we're infusing youth like 30 times. Like talked about not just getting more youth on the team and all the draft picks, but also letting that youth play was a big theme that he talked about. I think you put all that together. Well, and he, he kind read of, into things. He kind of admitted the JJ thing because he said like, uh, sorry, Barchard. Oh, you mean? I know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you mean, you mean the guy who they were getting calls about? Oh, he's going to be rookie of the year. Yeah, that How was, that? that was, in, I mean, I'm not saying he's lying, but like, it that's, was so ridiculous. It's embarrassing. It's an like, embarrassing thing. To come say. on. No one's calling you and saying he's going to be rookie yeah, of the year. Yeah, it's embarrassing. But like, he did admit, like, he said, you know, our, our head's not in the sand. Like, I mean, you don't yeah. have to look far. Terry McLaurin got too long to, you know, you like. You don't have to look DK Metcalf yeah, exactly. on the field against us with yeah. seven picks later. You don't have to look far. Yeah, so he definitely admitted in, in the most way how he can, while also trying to be respectful of J.J. I sure. Mean, look, J.J. JJ's is still, still a part of the team. He's a second-round yeah. pick last year. He's not going anywhere right, anytime he's gonna, soon. Although, this brings to my other takeaway. Is Alshon back next year? So I would have said no before this Press conference, I think he might be now. I think he might be too. The way how he talked about him, the way his love for Philadelphia and this and that, like I think he might be. Well, and the most important I thing think is how he might be looking at it and say, like, all right, well, what do I do? Like this is I'm I'm not taking that hit. I'm right. just not. I'd rather I'd rather have a hobbled Alshon come out and help us a little bit than give up that money. Well, the thing I thought he said that was interesting, and how he never talks about contracts. He said flat out Which Alshon. He would not do with the Malcolm thing. He's he would like, not I'm not talking about it. Yeah, yeah, so we'll get into that. But like he said flat out, Alshon took a pay cut. Yeah, he like, did. Uh, to me, that was like a sympathy, like, look, Alshon wanted to stay here. Blah, he blah, wanted blah. to help us out. He, he wanted wants to help that us information with... out there. Howie doesn't say anything without premeditated. 100%. He wants that out there. I think Alshon's back next year. I do too. That was my, And I would have said no before that press conference. I think Alshon is back next year. So before we get into Malcolm, though, let me ask you this. Yes. Can you bring Alshon and Deshaun as your starting receivers back? Because no. if we think Alshon's back and he said you need to get younger... Like no, I mean, so you, is Deshaun gone? No, I don't. First of all, I don't think Alshon's starting the season. I don't think there's any way Alshon Jeffrey is ready uh, to play football this early season. I disagree. Really, you hearing good I mean, things? He's nine about months his, away. Nine months. It's a nine-month injury. They said. Yeah, but he's already been injured for a month, basically. I mean, well, that's. It's not like he has come back quickly. You know, other right. times they thought he was going to be ready to start this past season. But here's the other thing to consider: if Alshon is back, if Alshon is back next year, it's essentially a contract year for him. Oh, for sure. So, 
oh, that's interesting. Could he? Could you get a good performance from him? Like, it's a well, you're gonna, he's going to want to come back. It's true. Like, you know, look, I think I think you have to add some more. And I know JJ, it's crazy, but I think you have to add more. I mean, I want them to draft one in the first round. I want them to trade up for one. So, but that's where I'm at. But like, go so, get like Jefferson or CD Lamb or one of these guys and just say. Well, then what are you doing with Alshon and Deshaun? Roll. Guess what, Alshon? You can be my third receiver. Okay, How but that's that? but let's be honest, that's not going to happen. Uh, probably not, but I think you draft a rookie, and well, you still need to get young at that position. But you can't like you do said, it. Uh, but whatever, we're talking about a one-year thing. Like Alshon for one year, like he's not coming back. Whether or not he s- plays a great year and gets a contract somewhere else, he's not going to be part of the team past next season. You have to start to think about the future at that position. But, but my point is this: so when they have three receivers out there. And Al, if Alshon and Deshaun are on the roster, and your three receivers on and the field, and you got Greg Ward in the slot, probably. I mean, like he's earned the okay, chance so, to at least fight for the slot. So you're spot. saying your three receivers next year? No, when everyone's I'm saying healthy. Alshon's. My, I'm I'm saying I I think that Alshon, if he's back, is not back because he's a good receiver. He's back because how he doesn't want to just take that hit. I look, I agree with you on this, but my point is more: Are you telling me you think they're going to make Alshon and Deshaun? Or at least just Alshon stand on the sideline. No, I'm not saying that. I'm okay, not well saying then, that. so that's my point. So, I know I don't. I don't. I don't have a good answer for it. I think he'll be back, but I definitely don't think that that means you cannot go out and and get youth at this but, position. But, but that's where like my takeaway from today is: if Alshon is back and he is healthy, he is going to be playing. That is one of the receiver spots. JJ, in theory, should be playing. That's another. Greg Ward has earned it. Like I wonder, like is. If Alshon is back, can you also bring back Deshaun? That's my my oh, ultimate. But that's I'm another. It's that. the same thing. Like I'd rather have Deshaun back. Deshaun, I would too. Right. That's not even question. And also, again, it's cap hit either way. I don't think how he wants to take dead cap hits. I don't think he wants to look at it and say like, all right, I'm going to eat that money. He doesn't like that. But I then, think but that's then pretty what clear. Do, you do like I mean, Alshon is a 26 million dollar cap. Hit. I think you you you. So you cut Deshaun. No, I think you have to bring these guys back and, and best players win. Look, just because you draft a rookie receiver high doesn't mean he starts this. He can earn it his way out of the field. But, but, but like Alshon and Deshaun are not, you know, Mac Collins. Like these are guys that like are not going to be happy. Look, whether you think it was Alshon or Texas Josina or not, like. You're getting paid. Okay. I'm Look, just. I, if it were me, Alshon would not be back on this team next year. If I, I'm in charge, I agree. Alshon is not back. I'm taking that hit. I'll I suck it up. 100% I'll agree deal. with you. So that's what I would like to see happen. I don't know how it play- I understand your question. I don't know exactly how they figure this out. My point is if they're bringing Alshon back, that can't be the reason you don't go out and get Carson a guy. Agreed. I'm just saying if Alshon and Deshaun are on this roster and they're healthy, they're not they're probably going to be gonna on play. the sideline. I, I, I understand that. I understand yeah. that. I, I don't I don't know what the answer is right now. And the other thing is, and Doug talked about this today too, like, so Ertz is, Ertz is going to get a new contract this offseason. I think he should. He's I going mean, to get a new contract. So he is going to be recommitted here. Best player on the offense, arguably. Absolutely you know, deserves Lineman, whatever. Yeah. But like, I mean, a little Miles Sanders might be comparable to him now. He's pretty good. But uh, Ertz is still better. Ertz is better, but Miles is very good as well. So if you have Ertz and Goddard out there a lot, now you're talking 12 personnel. Mm-hmm. So you're, it's not as many receivers. So like, so to that point, if you only have two receivers and a running back out there, and clearly none of the receivers are going at running back, now you only have two spots. Look, I, you can't have enough weapons as far as I'm concerned. We just saw that this season. Like, I'm not letting Alshon and Deshaun coming back stop me from from getting. That's why you have to move on from them. Is my I point. would I would move on from Alshon. I would keep I, Deshaun. I, I if think, it were me, I would keep Deshaun and I would move on from Alshon. Personally, I would get rid of both of them just because I, I, I think it's too time much of a to hit. move on. I, I agree. Look, in a perfect world, I would rather have young receivers and 
move forward. And I do look how he hammered how he could not have talked more about having youth and letting yes. that youth play. Like he was that was maybe the biggest theme and of that's what he counterproductive about. though than to bring Alshon and Deshaun. Back. I agree. It's a, it's a really interesting situation they put themselves in and look maybe we're reading it wrong maybe Alshon won't be back next year I mean that's possible maybe I I agree that what I heard today makes me think but we just talked about how how he lies all the time maybe how he's trying to make Alshon sound good so we can trade him somewhere you know there's a lot of different potential reasons take away what Howie said you can't bring Alshon and Deshaun back I you can't bring both back it's really hard to do it even just from and I'm not saying a locker room perspective just to be clear, I'm not saying locker room and like they're bad guys. What I am saying is, yeah, look, Carson was better without them. They're dominant. For a reason. They're dominant personalities. Yeah, for a reason. Is what they are. There You're was right. this was not an accident that Alshon and Aglor go out and Carson plays better. It wasn't an accident. I'm right. sorry. Like there, that one thing begets the other. And this is something Ike has said a lot. Ike Reese. He said like in Seattle they got rid yeah, of everyone talked, and let Russell yes. be the guy, right? And yes. again, that requires Carson to be really good. But like. But you still have again, to do we've it. We've seen that Carson can be really good. Yes. So I, that was my takeaway is just like the Alshon thing might be more complicated than we thought. I think it might be too. I agree with you. And I, I again, I also think there is a part of Howie that it literally eats his soul to see $26 million in dead cat money. Like I just don't. I you, think have to, you have to bite the bullet. I, we are on the same page. Yep. I'm just saying knowing how what we know about Howie, that is not something he's going to be excited. That's him admitting a gigantic mistake. And saying, hey, all right, this is such a big mistake that not only is Alshon not going to be on this team next year, I am eating $26 million. I, I, cap guy, genius cap yeah. guy, I screwed this up. This is on me. And I would like that statement by him. I would too. I would like it if he was like, you know what? I said we had to get younger. This We're is getting what younger. This is, what, this is what has to happen. I'm 100% with you. And look, he's smart enough with the cap where he can work around it if he has to. Like, it won't be ideal. Yeah. Maybe you're not a Super Bowl team next year. But I think that was kind of the point of what they talked about is that there's a lot of work that needs to be done here in terms of getting younger. What I thought was interesting, too, is how he came out here. And maybe this is to your point of them talking about turning the page. But, like, he came out. He goes, we've won 42 games. We won a Super Bowl. We won two divisions. Like, it's been a successful first four years. And then it was like, now what do we have to do going forward? Yep. It was kind of like closing the That was what I felt, too. That was what I felt, too. It felt like, all right, this little run is done. Yeah. Now it's time to start the next one. And so Malcolm, Malcolm, which is a, a perfect segue to what we're talking about. I mean, he is the camera called him the poster boy for this day. I think it's a really good way to put it. He is the poster boy of this idea of are we hanging on to that? Are we, you know, still right. loving the players who brought us glory, who have, you know, worked so hard? Or are we saying, no, Malcolm, you're 33 years old. You've played every freaking snap here. We really appreciate it. But like. That's crazy. I can't give you what you want. What, what what is your take on the whole situation as a whole? And then what do you what do you think is gonna happen? Because this is a and I know you've been pretty strong. I think anyone who follows you knows like you think that Malcolm has earned his yes. his contract and deserves to be back. What do I think they'll do? What both. Like what to explain what you you think Malcolm has earned the contract, you would pay him. I would pay him. I would pay him because for two for well, lots of reasons. The first reason I would pay him is he's earned it. Flat out. Like he's earned the money. How he talks about keeping homegrown guys. I know he's not homegrown, but like he has been the heart of your team. Two, they need. What are you going to do at safety? Like if you let Malcolm walk, you presumably let Rodney walk too. I would think then. Well, I would think you would resign Rodney. Why wouldn't you? Rodney had a great year. So did Malcolm. Cheap deal. Right, but Rodney's younger. Rodney's three years younger. Than Malcolm. Yeah. So in theory, won't he cost more? Uh, probably.
probably not. I mean, like, I mean, but, probably not. But I guess I mean, my just point based is, on on name value and all that, I don't think Mikhail. If, if you if you let Malcolm walk, you have to replace him with somebody. Agree. Like, Marcus Epps is not, of course not, right? So so you're talking about then either using a first round pick or paying wow. some well, a high pick. You could get a second round pick, a third round pick. I mean, like you maybe. I mean, they have later. the cupboard is bare at safety. I like agree. they have yeah. nobody that's even like maybe he could go play that. Like, agree. Sewell's not going to play it. Jalen's not going to play it. Like so you have to pay, and I just. I just think like he's very important to that locker room, you know. Like he he breaks down the huddle every like if and DeCamera's right. Like if you move on from Malcolm, that is like a cultural change. Like the locker room is different, the defense is different. I mean, someone else breaks down the middle of the huddle, and that sounds like a small thing, but it's really not. Like someone else has to step into the role that Malcolm built. Now, what do I think they'll do? I just don't know, because Malcolm wanted a new deal last year, and if they didn't give it to him last year, why give? It why to would him you a do year it now? Later? Especially when, look, he was much better the second half of the season than the first, but he wasn't as good this year as he was last year. He just wasn't. Well, and like, also, which is understandable. He's 33 years old. In terms of older. mileage, I mean, like, the dude plays special team snaps. Uh, yes, <laughs> that's what I mean. It's like, it's a hard one because has he earned it? Sure. Does that matter? Sadly, no. It doesn't. Here's you're thing. talking about the NFL. It doesn't matter. I don't think you can trade him. Oh, I don't think you could trade him either. My, I, I think, like, and Malcolm said this. He was like, I'm, he said, like, I'm no dummy. I'm like, if if you move on from Malcolm, he is going to be a free agent, and so you're basically just deciding to move on from him. And it's just I can't, I don't know if I can let a talent like that walk. Well, he still has one year left of his deal. That that's what makes it interesting. What he, do you yeah, do? But he won't be back. I think they'll cut him. Uh, you think they would just let him walk? Is my my point is, I think they're either going to re-sign Malcolm or they're going to cut him. Hmm. I think those are the two outcomes. I think that's fair. I think if they don't re-sign him, they would give him a chance to go somewhere else. And yeah. Say, um, I don't know what they're going to do. I, I'm with you. I think it's a really hard one to read because for so many reasons, it makes sense to have Malcolm back like you just talked about. But I mean, looking at it logically and rationally, when you're talking about paying for past performance, and that is a problem that this team has gotten themselves into, especially coming off this year and especially off the injuries, especially of Howie admitting right. that he has done this, that that this is maybe a flaw of his, that he needs that to be That was a very telling quote. It was. So... It's a it's a fascinating a fa- I mean like fascinating situation. Also, they re-signed Brandon Brooks, they re-signed Lane. They've been handing out big deals, so it's kind of like if they if there was a deal to be done there with Malcolm, I think it would have been done. I, like I think Ertz is going to be way easier. Ertz will just be like, okay, Ertz also has two years left of his deal. It's a little bit different. Yeah, but I think Ertz is going to get a new contract this offseason where we'll be like, wow, he's the highest know, paid tight end yeah, in football or, something or whatever. Like that. Yes. Right. Like I think that'll be pretty easy. Malcolm, I just think there it's been so there's been such a long stretch where if there was a deal to be done, it would have been done, mm-hmm. and it's not. Yeah. No, I, I think that's telling. Like that's But then the safety becomes probably their top need, right? I mean... No, I still think corner is a bigger need on defense. And again, Malcolm, I, Malcolm like... I, would, I, I, I still think wide receiver is the biggest need. I mean, I do, personally. And, and Yeah, I, I do too, because it's an offensive league. Yeah, but, and because Carson Wentz. I mean, I think... I, please just give me a young dude who Carson can gel with... Yep. Who those two can grow together and don't say JJ or Thega Whiteside to me. I'm sorry. Like he needs to earn his way back into my trust. He was so epically bad this year, especially with basics like route running and stuff, like running into guys on routes and stuff. Like, like I'm, I'm yeah, the, the I'm early vibes on, are not good. I'm out on and again, I never am like I'm not saying we see Devontae Parker. Look, this guy had four years of languishing and now yeah, he's, but he was also way better. Like he Originally, showed yes, he was a first round of, pick. Yeah. I know. I'm just using him as an example of the idea that like I'm not going to overreact to one bad rookie year too much. Right. But this was about as bad as you could be. So the other thing I'll say is when they drafted JJ, 
I remember we were at Chickies, and I was like, oh, this yeah. seems remember like- Remember when JJ got drafted? Yeah. And I was I like- I feel like my someone boy, freaked yeah, out. Our buddy remember. Barchard was very excited. But uh, <laughs> we need to- we need, at some I need point that this drop off season, so bad. At some point this offseason, we're going to go find that audio. Uh, we're going to play it, and we're going to say, <laughs> Barchard, what the hell were you thinking? Uh, but the funny thing is, I remember thinking, like, this is another Alshon. And like, there was like, well, no, he gets separation. Like, I'm not saying you go complete Oakland Raiders, but if I'm Howie, just draft the fastest player. Yeah. And let Doug figure it out. Like, draft some I don't want to hear about, like, this guy gets separation and gets open because he's, like, great at the line. Like, no. Fuck and that. I certainly, I just want athletes that are fast, and then you trust Doug and Carson to make it work. To figure it out. And, and hey, which I do think was important that Howie acknowledged that maybe we t- put a little too much uh, emphasis on in game stuff and yeah. watching game tape and stuff. It's like, oh, like, some of the guys who had the best seasons as rookies had like 40 catches in college, whatever. Like, right. I thought that was important that he even did that. Like, that maybe they're going to start to change their process with that type of stuff, which well, is incredibly... Draft athletes. Like, yeah. it's just not that hard. You know, look at freaking Ravens. I mean, just draft guys who are super look athletic. the Chiefs. Who was a dude they Absolutely. drafted. Um, uh, McCole Hardman. Yeah. Running by people. Like, <laughs> yeah. yes, get guys who can do that. A hundred percent with you. Also, I mean, just going back to the... The quote from, like, they played it on the morning show, Angelo played on the morning show, but of, of when he's talking about JJ after they drafted him and about like- Howie or Doug? Howie, when he's like, some of these guys on the West Coast, you know, people miss, like implying that NFL town evaluators don't watch West Coast football. Yeah, like, it's, what are we doing here? Yeah. We, that should have been a much bigger thing in the moment in hindsight. It's ridiculous. It's like, so I mean, like, and also like, let's not act like he plays for like San Jose State. He plays for Sanford. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What they, are we doing here? People were well aware who JJ was. Yeah. But, like, no. I mean, look, like, again, I think what the second half of the season showed you, too, was Greg Ward, for as good as he is, and I've said on this pod, he's a legitimate NFL player. Boston yeah. Scott, those guys. Like, Doug's offense works when Carson's playing well. When yep. those two are clicking, if you just put really fast guys, then it'll, they'll be an explosive offense. I agree. I agree. Especially I- when Ertz is going to be your focal point, and for all of Ertz's strengths, like, explosive is not one of them. No, no. And, and I mean, look, Ertz and Goddard, that is a, a great thing to have. As an offense, Miles Sanders, that's a piece. That's yes. a guy. Your offensive Boston line, Scott. assuming, you know, something crazy like Jason Kelsey retiring or something doesn't happen. I mean, you should feel, and, and Andre Dillard, obviously, a question mark. So, but I think you, you feel at least somewhat okay with what we saw from it left tackle. Well, so that's, the, I think, the last big question. Because we didn't get your take on this yet because it was on the postgame pod. About Jason Peters says he wants to. Oh, that. I saw. Flat out. Like I he, saw. And, and when I was talking to him, like, I think he sent a message. Like, if I'm not back... It's not my fault. Yep. I want to be here. I want to play. I'm playing at high level. I believe in Carson. I love the Eagles. Like, if Peters isn't back, it'll be because the Eagles don't want him back. Yeah. Where am I on this? Okay, so it's a great question. Obviously, I saw the quotes. I heard him talk and all that. And for me, my personal opinion is, bye. See you, Jay. Good. I know you played well at times this year and all that. Like, I'm good. Andre Dillard's on a rookie contract. Like, that guy's my left tackle. We're moving forward. That's the way I would handle yes. it. What I think the Eagles are going to do, I think Jason Peters going to be back. I'm sorry. Until Je- until Jeff Lurie's best friend is is wants to retire, I think the Eagles are going to give him the... Especially because, like, they do have the he played well thing to fall back on. Right? I mean, he did play well considering his age, considering all that. Like, the false starts drive people crazy and they should but on the most part like he was a better than average or at worst case like you know slightly above average left tackle so we're on complete opposite ends of this i think that they're going to move on from him just because the economics of having Dillard oh but you set, think they shouldn't this is fascinating i would not wow. i would not and here's why wow like 
I think part of the reason, part of so you, you do think they're going to move on from him though. I do, yes. I think okay. they're going to move on. You think Jeffrey Lurie's best friend? He's going to say bye, buddy. What are you going to sit, Dillard? I'm with you. I. It's crazy to me. I think you ha- Dillard's on a rookie contract. Like, I mean, look, they moved play. on from like Dawkins, Nick Foles, McNabb. I like, know. Pete, you know, I know. But this is two straight years of Peters. You know, I don't. know. I think. I think they feel they've done enough. They've given him enough opportunities to retire. Okay. Right. I. Th- but, I, I hope you're right. I really hope you're right. But why? I would be cautious. And I think this is a testament to how Peters, how good he's been. People forget like how important the left tackle spot is. I mean, I mean, I hope not. I mean, it's like one of the two or three most important positions, right? But like on the offense, everyone's just like okay well, on the team. Everyone's Baron? just like all right, we'll just put Dillard there. Like, what if Dillard sucks? He, right. But but here's the thing: if you draft Dillard to be your left tackle, like at a certain point, you have to say, all right, you're our left tackle. Well, then right? you need to sign a veteran backup that's ready to go in if he sucks. And well, I get especially because Big V is a free agent, and, and I get that he was on sure the right side. Back, so yeah, although who you knows? never know. Look, I, my guess is that Big V has put enough on tape that someone will give him a starting to start job somewhere. Yeah, I agree. I, I think because especially because he can play both guard and tackle, I think right. someone will give him a shot. Although he has a lot of value to the Eagles. I mean, as I a agree backup with, guard. I, and I've tackle. said this for a while. That's I didn't all year. Remember, I was like, yep. "Don't trade him." When people yep. talk about it, because he does, he he is your swing guy for both positions. That is massively valuable. A guy who's played in playoff games, who's played in the Super Bowl, like that's incredibly valuable. I yeah. agree, and I think Peters like like Jenkins and can play both sides. By the way, and can play both sides. And Peters like Jenkins. If you move on from him, it's a sign like, okay, you really are going with youth. And I also it's more understandable because obviously. He's, Older, even yeah. older than Jenkins. And you have and you just spent your first round pick on his replacement. Yes. My only point is, I know it was the right side. Dillard played so bad against Seattle. Horrendous. Yeah, like right? what maybe maybe the worst half of football yeah. that any Eagle played all season long. It is was, that a fair thing to say? Maybe the worst half of football that any Eagle played all yeah. season long? His half at right tackle? I don't even know if I can think of a close second. That's what I mean. Like, yeah. That's it. Yeah. He was really bad. So like I'm just I'm hesitant to that move on. That scares you. I'm Look, that scares That's you. It. You would think that I understand it's the opposite side and something like Big V seems doesn't doesn't even have a problem going from right to left and stuff like you're right. telling me that you're that talented and you can't like be passable on the other side. And I agree. That is a, me, that is a, a, a nerve wracking type of thing. Let me throw this by you. And I don't know if I believe it, but I've been thinking about it. I thought Vitai and Pryor played well. Would you I agree? Did, I didn't think they had a bad game. Yeah. Like I thought they were okay. How he talked too much pressure and stuff, but I thought they did it solid. How job. we talk so much about and today and you know like moving on and being youthful like why did you just give the right side of your offensive line like a ton of money ton of money yeah. like old players I mean well I mean to be fair you get it like Brandon Brooks and Lane Johnson are both guys who have been the best at their positions yes. in football and also have not other than the injuries have not shown any signs of slowing down like but, they're not guys where you say oh they look old they don't and off the top of my head I I, I neither more free agents no right so why did, do it now why do it now and also, like, I don't know, like, Matt Pryor makes $700,000. Like, Brandon Brooks is maybe the best guard in football. Yep. Is he $20 million better than Matt Pryor? Like, I don't know. I mean, maybe. Like, I, I, don't I, know. I just think that's part of the philosophy how he's going to have to look at. Like, you drafted Matt Pryor in the sixth round. Like, for what? Just to be a backup his whole career? I mean, he started in a playoff game, and I'm not going to pretend to be, you know, no line Mr. Expert. Brian Baldy, but like, he seemed all right. I thought the line played fine. I did, yeah, it was, <laughs> was not amazing, but they weren't awful. Right. So they were able to run the ball at times. Like, yeah, for it's sure. It's just interesting. I mean, and honestly, you can make the same argument with Ertz. Like, why give Ertz a brand new deal? He's under contract for well, two more years. I, I think it's or all, no, he's only one more year after this. Yeah. I think right. Like you have Goddard. It's I all mean, a big philosophical question, and I do think that how he said you do have to balance. You do need veterans and youth and stuff, but 
I don't think there's any question that that heading into this offseason, the number one thing the Eagles have to do is get younger. Like, they have to. Does extending, and I know that the deal's already done, but, like, does extending Brandon Brooks, Lane Johnson, and Zach Ertz help that? No. It doesn't, but then maybe maybe those are the guys they're choosing to be that those veterans, and then it's and a lot of youth good, around them. And they're very good, so, like, I get it. Uh, it's fair. Like, if the, those are the guys I would probably choose, too. You know? Yeah. I, but then draw the line on Malcolm? Like, well, that's interesting. And that's what, yeah, that's, in, I mean, Malcolm is a little older than those guys, a little bit, and it's also had more wear Probably and tear, more important. But it's stayed healthy, too, which those other guys, those yeah, other guys have right. you know? Which I is, mean, Ertz plays when he's, and I'm not saying like, who does doesn't. I'm talking like, like Brandon Brooks, and again, it's fluke stuff and stuff, but I mean, he's had two major injuries in the last two years. I mean, Lane, Lane Johnson, Johnson has had all kinds of injuries, plus... For what it's worth, the next suspension he gets, he's out for two years. That's still there. Like, <laughs> yeah. that, that, it doesn't go away. So. I mean, how many games did Lane play after his injury? None. None, right? I mean, yeah, none. So, like, I don't, I don't know. I mean, it's the last <laughs> month of the season. I just, and I, and I really like them both. But like, I just wonder if those extensions are going to prove to be mistakes. No, it's, now. it's, it's a, I think it's a really interesting hypothetical question because that's when there's no pressure to do it, too. Well, that's what's weird. It kind of comes out of nowhere. It's well, like, and that's, why? and so Lane, like, especially and, the Brandon Brooks one was like, what? And so Howie said, you know, Alshon took a pay cut this year to guarantee 2020. But like, what'd you need all this money for? You still have 25 million in cap space. Like, why? What would like? Wh- well, that's the big question. What were you trying to do? Why was did there you a need move to do that? that didn't pull? Like, that would be my he guess. Talked about if I Jaylen, had to guess, that would be my guess. And he talked about Jalen Ramsey today and said, you know, we were aggressive, but other team has to want to make a deal with you. Whereas, like, he kind of hinted that basically. The Jaguars seem to think the Rams picks would be better than the Eagles. That was picks. what he was saying. And it ended up being correct. True. Yeah. yeah. So, so there's nothing you can do about that. But just barely. Correct. But why but not correct. just Why not just do the deal right before? Like, why not right before you do the deal with Jalen Ramsey? Just be like, Hey, guess that. Guess what, Alshon? Like, you want to guarantee your 2020? Yeah, of course. Boom. Done. Done. Like, like why did you need to do that? Yeah, then? Or like, Ertz, let's do your deal I, now. I think Howie just made a mistake. Like, it, it, was a mistake. Just, it was a mistake. And and you know how he's how he did a good job today of saying, Hey. This season wasn't good enough. I want to apologize to our fans. He he said all the right stuff, but when it came to talking about specific moves and stuff, how he has a way of of saying, yeah, maybe that didn't work out, but I'm not going to say that was 100 percent my fault. I mean, the turn everything is a perfect thing. Like they trade they trade a fourth round pick for a guy who was a DNP right. in a playoff game. Okay, a fourth round pick for a guy who did not play yeah. in a playoff game at a position where hey, you could use anything you could get. That guy didn't play. And he said, like, you know, it oh, was about the future. It's for next year, right? It like, better be then. It better be. Yeah. And did, but did you have to do it then? Then Why couldn't you trade, like, a fifth this offseason or whatever? Like, wouldn't wouldn't their leverage be higher at the trade deadline for the Browns than it would be right now? And and also, I'll, I'll just say with, with Avery, like, I, I get that it's for the future and coming in mid-year can be tough. Only on the Eagles for some reason. Other <laughs> Which players. is unbelievable. He's yeah. a defensive end. Like, I, yeah. what are you talking about? Like, I was just saying, go if, get the quarterback. Okay. Yeah. Like, if what are we doing? And I like Josh Sweat. I think he's been one of the pleasant surprises. Me too. And he's played well. All those things. But like, if he couldn't get on the field, I think that's still a red flag. Well, especially in a, they like to rotate. Like, it's this not, is not like it's not like it would like oh you're gonna take Lane Johnson or whoever you know right. a type of player like that off the field for him. No, it's like you're just rotating. And he was like, with his skill set, it takes a while. Like. What are you talking about? What, is this some skill set we've never seen in the <laughs> what league? Are like, about yeah, here? Wait, 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 what's he levitate when he plays? Like, what are we doing? Like, I mean, he's just t- line up and rush the passer. <laughs> yeah, like, go get the quarterback. Seems yeah. pretty simple to me. I again, like I said, beginning of the pod, and I'll I guess end it with it. Like, how is the question mark? I agree. I, I think that, uh, and I, and again, I still have faith in Howie. I think that Howie is better than a lot of GMs out there. But I came into the season thinking Howie Roseman was one of the, the best. Two or three best GMs right. in football, right? Like Belichick, like a couple other people you're going right. to put up there. 
That's not true. It certainly doesn't feel that way right now. Was not this year. Yeah, certainly wasn't. And again, when you look at like you take away, everyone ignores the first part of his career and it makes sense. But like on a larger scale, how he's been a GM for what now, nine years maybe? And they've won playoff games in two of those. Yeah. No, it's a fair thing to say. And again, you know, there's a lot of, you know, the chip year that he was GM for, you know, who knows what that really was like. Andy time, like, I don't really count him as the GM when Andy was here. Andy was in charge. But it it is fair to, look, Howie in 2017 had the perfect year. Everything hit. Everything was perfect. He hasn't been, and I'm not saying he has to be perfect every year, but he has not been good the last couple years. I mean, I went through it. And this was when they were like five and seven, and it was easy to talk about how bad they were. But like something like forty-five moves he's made, like have no bearing on this team now in the last two years. It's crazy. Like you know, like like Sydney's not playing, and like I know Sydney ended up making. That's a an, big I mean, play, think about that. Like, I mean, you've got you've got Sydney Jones and Rasul like, Douglas. That is a second and third round pick from what three years ago or whatever. That also did not play in a playoff game. Barnett, when you are when you have okay. a secondary that has been a disaster for yeah. all times, those guys couldn't get on the field. And Barnett is is. Whatever. I mean, that guy is so whatever. Yeah. Like, he's fine. The biggest thing I can say about... He's Bar- a, a rotation guy, maybe? The biggest thing I can say about... He's also about, a knucklehead, by the way. Yes. Enough yes, of that. Absolutely. When he was hurt this year, people weren't even really wondering when he was coming no, back. No, no. It was just like an afterthought. Yeah, and I get I, they have a lot of injuries, but like, it was never like... You know, like, oh, it was Barnett. And I and I know, because like I know what people are asking me, what people are like, you're on the radio every day. Like, no one was concerned about when Barnett was coming Totally back. true. It was like it was after. Look, I, I don't think, I think it's very fair to say that this is the most important draft Howie Roseman has had. Like, you know, in terms of. It's a uh, crucial offseason. Yeah. It was well, a crucial offseason period, but especially the draft. Like, talking about youth, talking about hitting on yeah. guys. Like, you have 10 draft picks. Well, and he's pointed that out. He, he said, like, we need to get young. We have 10 picks. I also thought it was interesting how, and he did couch it by saying, like, I've made some of these moves, but like, he also is saying, like, well, guys, we only had a few picks. Like, yeah, Howie, because you keep trading them away yeah, for Jay Ajayi, Ronald that, Darby, bro? like, and granted, Avery, like, look, you know, those you Tate, know, like, yeah. you're the one trading these picks away. Yeah, 100%. So, I hope that getting younger is a, tr- and I think it has to be, but that's going to be the key. Like, they need to get younger, they need to infuse youth into this. And and they need to get guys who they're going to put on the field and let them grow and yeah. let them move forward. Like, man, JJ it does so, suck. It JJ Ortega Whiteside is such a bummer. Like the <laughs> the fact that he is what he can you is imagine is if that was Terry McLaurin in that spot. Yeah, or DK Metcalf or any of these guys. AJ Brown. Like, there's so many like and, studs. And the other thing is, I think a lot of times with players, like when everyone says, "Oh, well, clearly full sucks." Look in Jacksonville. Like Jacksonville's a terrible spot. No one was going to succeed there. But like the Eagles, when clicking. A receiver can succeed here. So Absolutely. Like, like, and I get that in the middle of the year, the offense was struggling. Doug wasn't great. Carson was struggling, and that would have impacted things. Like, you you can't tell me that Terry McLaurin would not be better with the Eagles than he would with Washington. Oh, you know, like absolutely. D- DK Metcalf like would not be better. He, I mean, Seattle's pretty good. Pretty actually. good. But Russell like, wasn't good. But like, yeah, yeah AJ Brown. He's would be better. Ryan Tannehill and Carson Wentz. I don't yeah. think that's definitely so. The case. I just it's frustrating. Like. That JJ is like what they, oh, and I'm not God. giving up on JJ. I mean, I'm not either, but. I don't. I, I don't. Promising. I don't believe in him. I'll no. tell you that much. I don't believe him. All right. Um. So uh, yeah. Any other final thoughts from the the presser? Anything we saw today? So it's cold outside, as you it know. Is. Yes. Been wearing gloves. Nice. You're a gloves guy. Gloves I'm not really are kind of silly. Oh, thank you. That was. A, I never wear gloves. Yeah. I, 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 I started to wear them. Well, and also because. So what happens is like. All right. I'm in the house and I'm like I should put the gloves on because I'm about to go outside. But then, like, my phone vibrates, and I'm like, I got to take my gloves off. And people are going to say, wear those 
things you can use like, like the fan, yeah. those don't work they're not great right like so, they can work but they're not great so then i take so then i take my gloves off dancer text and i have to put them back on then i go outside i'm in the car and i'm like well i want to listen to old episodes of go birds so i i pull up my phone gotta take the gloves off for that <laughs> i put the heat on I'm so it's not you. even that like i'm so, so with you they're kind of just like umbrellas yeah by the way. only less <laughs> practical like, <laughs> like i just i i like wearing gloves and i i have a new way of wearing my scarf like but I'm kind of off. Glove. You should be. Yeah. I I wholeheartedly endorse this take almost yeah. as much as I endorse your everything in the supermarket should be alphabetized take. I thought that was you like that outstanding. Take. How much easier would that be? It's a great take. You just walk in and you're like, okay, I All need right, I need some rice. I'm gonna go to R. R. Done. Boom. Yeah. I, I love that. And Joe Gillio was like, well, what about like you know if chicken is refrigerated and it's next to chips? Like, how do you do that? I'm like, guess what. Not my problem. Yeah, figure like, it out. All I know is the customer, the, the, Look, it would be a better scenario, experience. You could, you could have a frozen section, alphabetized, non-frozen, alphabetized. Boom. Yeah. I just, like, and I know me and you're similar in this way. Like, I suck. When I go in the grocery store, like, it takes me forever. And oh, I also second guess myself all the time. Uh, like, I call so, my wife like six times. So, like, I'm like, oh, yeah. What do so, we do? Should right, I get so, this? I'm like, what do I do? So last night, Vanderpump Rules and Siesta Keys were on. So big uh, night. Big, big night. Big night in, in the, the short, short part. Yeah. <laughs> So obviously we had to get some delicious food. So I go to the grocery store and my girlfriend wants La, uh, LaCroix and she told me lemon. I knew it was lemon. Real quick. Nice job saying it correctly. So many people say LaCroix. It is uh, not LaCroix. LaCroix. It's LaCroix. Yeah. It's LaCroix. So I'm at the, I'm at the LaCroix staring at him and I know it's lemon, but I'm like, nah, I should call. So I call, <laughs> I call and I double check just to make sure. Like, so I'm terrible at the grocery store. Me too. Emily so, gets so many. She is sometimes it's like, are you really calling me about yeah. this? Like, you're well, not. Well, and the other thing, and this is such like a stand-up comedian type bit thing, but like, I swear, like, I'll be, I'll be driving there, not texting while I drive, but like, I'll be in communication with my girlfriend as soon as I get in the grocery store. Like, she just doesn't pick. Doesn't up. answer. Yeah, it drives me crazy. And yeah. I'll call like six times in a row. And she'll be yeah. like, I'm in a meeting, mother. Right. You know, like, well, yeah. well, what she says is she'll be like, you know, like, oh, my phone wasn't on the other side of the room or whatever. I'm like, you know, I'm in the grocery store. <laughs> yeah. Like, like, you know, I'm, I'm running the air. I'm in like, peril right now. Right. Everyone. Yeah. So. Half my back. Yeah. So anyway, grocery stores needs major change. Gloves as well. So that was with you. Snow I've, I've always been out on gloves. So that's good. Yeah. By the way, one quick thing from the press we forgot to mention. Howie's saying that Nelson Aguilar is a top 10 pass receiver <laughs> yeah. in the NFL might have been the most ridiculous thing. That well, it's probably said. true. Uh, it, it's so absurd, but it's just it's. I can see why that, it's that's, asinine. Just just don't. Look, if he don't were really, fight that if he battle. were one of those guys, then you could put him on the outside and just let him run fly routes. Why don't we do that? Oh, oh, okay, <laughs> right. Done. Well, and this hurts. Done. This hurts our point of like uh, just sign fast because people. He's, no, yeah, but but, but like sign fast people are actually game fast. Sometimes it's just not, there's certain battles not worth fighting. Nelson's yes. not going to be back here. Just, just let it go. Why would you even People bring it are up? not going to read that comment oh, well. It was so bad. It was, it was so bad. It's been fun, man. Yeah. That was a quick uh, 52 minutes or whatever. Well, as much as it sucks that the season's over, it is exciting. Like, off-season is fun. We're going to have a fun off-season. Yeah. We're going to do all kinds of, you know, I'm sure, coverage of everything. I'm booking my combine. The draft soon. coming up, combine. Yeah. Like, there's all kinds of awesome stuff. And like you said, it's incredibly important. Like, this does feel like a potential changeover type of off-season. Like, an off-season right. where there could be a lot more change than people expect. There, Well, there has to be. There has to I be. I mean, they're literally... It's, it's not a stretch to say they're setting up the second half of Carson's career. Like half is strong because he only played four years. Yeah, I but think like, I think hopefully he's got more. But you're than setting up the next, the next stage of Carson's stage. career. That's a good and, way to and, put it. And the last thing I'll say is 
you know, Carson moved on from 2017 this year, right? Like 2019 is now Carson's 2017. When people talk about how good he can be, they'll point to 2019. So now it's about like setting up the next part. And I think the Eagles did a poor job from 2017 to 2019 of setting him up for success. 2019 and beyond, they have to do a better job. I 100% agree with you. Boom. There we how go. How about that? How about that? It's a beautiful thing. We will be back uh, today. Today's Wednesday. Wednesday. So Friday, maybe? Friday. Saturday. We got Worst work. case, this, yeah, we're, we'll be on 1 to 3 on WIP on Saturday. Check it out. Give us a call. You can yell at Elliot in person. Yeah, I love when people call in. I'm it's great. That. Yeah. Yeah. So we, call in. 888-729-9494. The last couple weeks. Definitely call us on Saturday. We'll be back. Full off-season content. We're not going anywhere. Pods will keep coming. We'll keep talking. And uh, big, big, big off-season. Boom. Can't wait. Boom. Feel better, Barchard. Can't wait. <laughs> I agree. Feel better, Barchard. He's Elliot. I'm Seltzer. Thank you for listening to Go Birds Radio right here on Radio.com. 94 Sports. WIP. Boom. Go Birds. Go Birds.